Hey there, thanks for checking out my podcast. This episode was recorded originally as a video, so if you'd prefer to watch it, head over to my YouTube channel. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy. Sell in May and go away. Does this actually work? Because you might have heard the saying over and over again, and it is a phrase that has been around for decades. But does it really work? So in this video, I'll show you what I'm doing right now. And in this video, we will discuss what is the meaning behind this saying, sell in May and go away. We'll talk about does sell in May and go away actually work. We'll also talk about should you sell in May and go away. And I'll show you two reasons not to sell in May and what to do instead. <laughs> okay, so let's get started. Let's start with what is the meaning behind sell in May and go away. This saying has been around for a long time and it was first recorded in 1937 via the Financial Times. And you see, the original saying was sell in May and come back on St. Ledger's Day. It's actually from the UK because this phrase refers to a custom of aristocrats and merchant and bankers who would leave the city of London and escape to the countryside during the hot summer months. St. Ledger's Day uh, refers to the St. Ledger's Stakes, uh, a horse race held in mid-September. This is the last leg of the British Triple Crown. Anyhow, so this is where it originates from. And it seems that American traders have adopted the saying because Americans are more likely to spend more time on vacation between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Let's talk about what's really important. Does sell in May and go away actually work? And it seems that for the past 50 years, the stock market performance supported the theory behind this strategy. You see, in 2013, there was an article published by Forbes magazine. And in this article, Forbes said that somebody apparently ran the numbers and might have been the stock trading almanac here. So here's what the numbers say. Between 1950 and 2013, the Dow had an average return of only 0.3% during the May through October. In comparison, during the same time, 1950 to 2013, this is where the Dow had an average gain of 7.5% during November through April. Looking at this, it seems that sell in May and go away is a strategy that may have worked for many, many years, but you see, in recent times, it seems that this strategy is not working anymore. It's super interesting because I checked it and there's some technical analysts at Merrill Lynch who found this out, the following. So they were looking at a three month period and this is between June through August. They looked at these three months going back to 1928. And this is where they found, wow, this is typically the second best period of the year. So 63% of the time and the average return during this time, during these three months was 2.97%. Super interesting, right? So this is where we go back to the question is, should you sell in May and go away? You see, with this conflicting data, does it really make sense to sell in May and go away? And you see, you know me, I always say trade what you see and not what you think. Let me just show you an example uh, from last year. So I'm uh, gonna hop over here. 
I just want to switch to a weekly chart and show you actually what happened last year between May through September 2020. And during this time, the Nasdaq gained actually 28%. So if you would have sold in May and go away, you would have missed out on these gains. And if we go back to actually October, which the saying suggests, then it might actually be more. It might actually be close to 30%. So this is where it gets really, really tricky of what will we experience this year. So let me give you two reasons not to sell in May and what to do instead. You see, maybe it makes sense to sell in May and go away when you're an investor. Maybe, right? But as a short-term trader like me, May is a great month to trade. Here is why. Let's actually jump back here. As an investor, maybe as a trader, no. And here is why. So as you know, I like to trade the wheel strategy. So it's one of the two strategies that I trade. I like to trade the Power X strategy and also the wheel strategy. Now with the wheel trading strategy, the idea here is that you are selling put options and you're collecting premium. You may or may not get assigned. If you are getting assigned, you are selling call options and you're collecting more premium. Now, there are two factors that influence option premium. And the first one is volatility. The more volatile a market is, the higher the premiums. Let's take a look at a chart of the VIX. And here we see the VIX. So this is the VIX for the last few months. Now, the VIX, just in case you don't know that yet, is the so-called volatility index. So we want to see how has it been going. So over the past few months for March and April, not a whole lot, but look at this. In May, it is spiking up. And what does it mean? Well, higher volatility means that you can get more premium. And that's fantastic, right? So this is just awesome. It's perfect for a seller like me. This way we are getting more premium. So volatility higher vol means higher premiums, which is just fantastic, right? So here is the second factor that is perfect. And these are so-called down days. Here's why. When you're trading the wheel strategy, first you are selling puts you get more premium for puts on down days. So when the market is down, let's see what happened here in May. And we are going to the Nasdaq because most of the stocks that I'm trading are actually in the Nasdaq. This is where uh, here is where May starts. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven days trading days thus far in May. And out of these eleven days, seven were down days. Only four of them were up days. And today, as we are looking at the Nasdaq right now, well, it's another down day. So we are down today another percent. Now on these down days, there are more trading opportunities, many, many more. So I told you last week, the Dow Jones had its worst week since February. I just saw it here. I think Jim says, you already made $12,980 in May thus far. Uh, let me just uh, bring this up uh, and I'm not going away. No, I, I can I can imagine. So I want to show you what happened here in my account. I want to show you what happened to me last week when the Dow Jones had the worst week since February. 
So here uh, you see the start date from uh, 510, which was last Monday, to 514, I made $3,722 in profits. And I want to show you these trades in detail. So here you see them, but they're a little bit difficult to see. So let me just run you through uh, the, the five trades that I did last week. And then I'm going to show you the three trades that I did today. So going back to the trades from last week. So the first here is that I was trading Snap. Here's what I did last week. I sold Snap with a strike price of 47. Now, as long as Snap stays above 47 at expiration, so until last Friday, it means that I'm keeping the whole premium here. For Snap, this was $525 that I made on Snap here. So here we're looking at Apple and we sold the 119 put, so this also sold and it stayed above 119, so we just collected the whole premium. So SQ, super, super interesting because at first it appeared that we might have gotten a sign. So here I sold the 202.50 strike price. This is Friday and here was the closing price. So the closing price on Friday was around $209. So I wouldn't have minded getting a sign in Square but the markets had a different idea. The market said, no, you're not getting a sign. We are just giving you the premium and that's it. Trade number four of last week was BA Boeing. Sold the strike price of 212.50. As you can see, Boeing stayed well above the strike price of 2012.50. So I collected premium here as well. Another trade that I have, so LVS, I actually sold a put with a strike price of 58 right here. And as you see, it dipped below. So I did get assigned. Here is what to do next. When you're trading the wheel strategy, number one is that you sell puts. Number two, you might or might not get assigned. And when you are assigned, as I did in LVS, I'm selling calls. And I've been able to do this already two times. So I sold the 59 call and I'm collecting more premium. So anyhow, super cool. This is what I did last week. So let me just show you what I did today. As you know, I'm using a tool. It's called PowerX Optimizer. I'm using it every single day. And there are two strategies that I like to trade. Number one is the PowerX strategy and number two, the wheel strategy. So here is what I do every morning. Every morning, I first go to the PowerX strategy and I run the scanner here for the quick trades with the defaults. And I take a look if there are any stocks popping up on the scanner for the PowerX strategy. So there were five stocks that actually popped up, as you can see here. And I want to just zoom out so that we see the PL chart because this is the visual cue that I use to decide whether I want to enter a trade or not. We start with BG. FB. Here's what I would like to see. In terms of the PL chart, I want to see that it goes up pretty much like this. And you see here, it doesn't do it. It first goes down and then it jumps up and then goes sideways. And then there's another jump here. So this is why BGFV, I decided no. So I quickly look at the second one. So five popped up and the same deal here. I mean, super easy, super simple. I want this PL chart to go up, it goes all over the place. So therefore, this is a clear no. So the next one that popped up was MOXC. Same here, 
Looking at the PL chart, again, all I'm looking for is a nice PL chart that goes from the lower left to the upper right, and it doesn't do it. So it just sideways here, then it jumps up, and then it is going sideways. So really, nothing, nothing, nothing. As you can see, super easy, super simple, no rocket science here. NGM, the same. This actually here for the quick trades does not look too bad. So admit it. This where I was looking at it and say, ah, oh, well, you know what, this does not look too bad. But then if I'm looking at the conservative strategy, we're just going sideways, we're jumping up, we're going sideways, we're jumping up, we're going sideways. So I would like to see that both of these charts are actually nicely pointing up like this. And this one does, this one does not. So therefore, I decided not to trade it. So last one here, STKS. Also, very interesting to see here for the quick trades, it looks somewhat decent, wouldn't you say? But here, if you're looking at the conservative sideways, then we have this quick pop here, another pop there sideways, a pop here, a pop here sideways. This one is okay. This one is a clear no. I want both of them to be okay. So therefore, this is a no as well. So this means that no trades according to the Parex strategy which is not a surprise at all because right now as we have just seen the markets are just choppy if you're looking at the s p here over the past few weeks we have been going sideways a little bit up a little bit down and then a little bit up again so this here is a choppy market now uh the pxs strategy the power x strategy is a trend following strategy and what do we need for a trend following strategy well we do need a trend right and if we don't have a trend then we don't want to trade the strategy so this is where it's actually absolutely great that according to the PowerX optimizer here we can quickly scan one two three four five stocks it, it takes less than five minutes and say no, there's nothing to trade. You see, you see, you don't really need to know what the markets are doing. You don't really need to learn about all of this. You're just looking at this and you're looking at a PL chart that is nicely going up. And when it's not there, then it is a no. And this is the beautiful thing about this strategy here. So when there's nothing to trade, I know that sometimes traders are saying, oh, there's nothing to trade. I couldn't find any trades. Well, here's the deal. Right. I mean, it keeps you out of the markets when you shouldn't be trading. Anyhow, don't force the trade. Super, super important. It keeps you out of trouble. So today there was nothing to trade according to the PowerX strategy, which is fine because the market conditions right now are just super choppy. And this is why I always say that it makes sense to have two strategies the wheel strategy and the PowerX strategy. So if there's, by the way, uh, yeah, these are books. If, if you would like to have these books, you can get them on Amazon for like 25 bucks, or I'll be happy to give them to you for $4.95 each. Uh, so all you need to do is go to my website. There's probably a link in the description. So you can get both of these books or one of these books. Each of them describes one of these strategies. So two books, two strategies. This is where I looked at the wheel strategy today. And now, since there's nothing that we found on PowerX Optimizer, we switch over to the wheel tab. So easy enough, this is where we go to the wheel analyzer. And that's where we have stocks popping up right here on the scanner. So up here, we have a scanner where we have stocks popping up and I can flag them with 
with the green color for yes or with uh, eh, maybe or no. And I've done several videos where I go through this and find the best stocks to trade. So if you're interested in this, uh, I, I think I recently did one how to find the best stocks to trade. And also last Monday, I went through it step by step of how I'm flagging all this. And as you can see right now, there is nothing really that is there to trade. But earlier today, there were three trades that popped up earlier today. The first one is the IWM. The IWM is an ETF that mirrors the Russell 2000. It came up with a strike price of $210. So looking at the wheel calculator, I saw that, okay, here we have IWM. Earlier this morning, it was trading at 218.69. I took the strike price of 210 and I actually got a dollar for this. So I got more than the 96 cents. So this means that annualized, it's 33%. And yeah, I think it was a little bit more than $480. Might have been, I traded 500. So yeah, so it was 500, 500 even that I collected in premium right there. As you can see, this is where the scanner said, yeah, we are good to go. As long as we are green, everything is good. Another stock popped up earlier and this was played. So play popped up with a strike price of $39.50. So I sold puts at a strike price of $39.50. Let me show you in the calculator what this looks like. So play earlier was trading at 43. So this is the stock that we are looking at, right? At 43.03, I was able to sell the $39.50 for 20 cents. As you can see, making 37%, $450, not bad at all. And this stock could drop another 8% and I would be fine. I would still not get a sign. This was a good one that popped up. And then we also had Snap popping up. So Snap earlier today popped up with a strike price of 47 on the scanner. And here is what I did on Snap. So let's go back to the calculator. And Snap was actually a really good one. I got 36 cents. So here, as you can see, this is actually giving me 55%. $756 in premium. So here we have thus far $500 plus another $500 for Snap plus another $756. So thus far, only one day in, I'm already sitting at $1,756 collected in premium thus far. I just want to show you another one that popped up and you see it's right here. So win, as you can see, I flagged it here in green uh, because win right now is popping up with an expiration of May 28th and a strike price of 117. So the strike price of 117 is here. I think this is a decent trade. I did not take it because I'm currently in LVS, which is Las Vegas Sands and LVS, CZR and win are highly correlated and you don't want to be in the same industry. This would be like doubling and tripling down on win. So since I already own LVS, I decided to scratch this. But overall, this is a pretty good trade. As you can see, you can get around 30% annualized here. $1.16 premium. I would see if there's any money in this week's option. And if so, I would rather go for this week's option. Here, let's just uh, quickly go back to the desktop. Here you see my trade. So IWM, I'm already up $220. LVS is going well. Play is going well. Even right is popping back up. Hey, look at this right. And Snap is going well here as well. So why not sell in May and go away? So this is what 
we talked about in the beginning of this video this is what this is all about yeah see as a trader i would say absolutely no here's why because you have higher volatility and you have down days today is another down day today the nasdaq is down one percent at least last i checked uh, we can take a look at this but that's not the point right and on down days i today found three opportunities these three opportunities today have yielded in a gain of $1,756 because whether I'm getting assigned or not, I will keep this premium. That's a beautiful thing. Now, when I am getting assigned, I can sell calls and I can add on to these gains. So that makes it even better. But thus far for this week, this $1,756 is already locked in. So why everything else is going down and some investors might say you know what yeah just let's sell in may and go away as a trader this is more like woohoo fantastic let's make some money all right that's it for today if you enjoyed this episode please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and if you could do me a huge favor and rate it that would mean a lot to me just leave a five star rating and let others know what you think about the podcast. Also, you can go to rockwelltrading.com social, where you'll find links to all of my social media accounts, as well as event info, blogs, and other cool updates I have for you. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to join me next time. Until then, have a great time, and I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.